G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, worker stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne with the financial support of the Community Radio Federation. We come to you on the Community Radio Network through your local community radio station. Sally McManus, Australian Council of Trade Union Secretary, has been raising her voice against the rules that have ushered in rising inequality in Australia, the rules that have slashed penalty rates, thrown out enterprise agreements, increased insecure work, cemented unpaid internships and stopped workers from the ability to strike. The ACTU have called for 12 days of action to begin to change the rules. Starting with a mass delegates meeting on Tuesday the 17th of April at Melbourne Town Hall, the rallies will be held across every state from Cairns to Hobart on the traditional May Day and Labor Day dates in each area of the country. To get to the rally near you, go to australianunions.org.au forward slash 12 underscore days underscore of underscore action. In this edition of Stick Together, in step with this move to claw back workers' rights, we have a special feature on a monumental strike action recently carried out in West Virginia by teachers who took illegal strike action and won paying conditions for public workers in their state. Their actions have seen other teachers also standing up in other US states, calling for their rights as we speak. What happened? How did they win? Are there lessons for us in their fight back? You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here and obviously from the number of you in this room, the uh, struggle in West Virginia has clearly captured the hearts, the minds, the excitement of millions of people, um, not just in the United States obviously, but really ac- across the world. Um, and I think it was unbelievably exciting uh, to watch. So. Like you, I was not in West Virginia, but I was glued to my um, to my computer, uh, looking, uh, watching newsfeed and, and and watching videos, um, and to see such the defiance, the joy, the dignity that was won um, through the, through this strike. It looked like such a festival um, on the streets of West Virginia and in the capital. Um, such unity that we don't see uh, every day. Um, the seas of women in particular um, standing up and really feeling uh, their power. I think the chants, the singing of country roads, um, the tears, the, the, the um, iconic image of them all on the, on the steps of the Capitol holding each other's hands um, with their fists up in the air, I think um, speaks to the type of unity, power uh, that we can 
all hope to be part of struggles like that um, at, at some point, um, hopefully sooner rather than, than, than later. I think the pictures of the Capitol and, and the swarms of teachers and supporters and students inside really, uh, for me, felt like I was looking back in 2011 at the um, protest, the uprising in Wisconsin, where Wisconsin uh, public sector workers filled the Capitol as well. The sea of red reminded me of the CTU strike, the strike that I was part of, um, because we wore our red, um, and, and red has become one of the colors of the teachers' fight in the United States. Um, the parents and the students, and seeing students organizing their own protests um, in West Virginia in solidarity and in support of their teachers, reminds me of looking across today the massive student protests um, in the United States, and the fact that West Virginia, you know, took off and, and had such an amazing victory, but now we're looking at Oklahoma, Arizona, um, Kentucky, uh, Jersey City, etc. It was so um, inspiring, this idea that there can be a spark and that spark can flame um, and, and, and move on. I think one of the major uh, things that we learned is that if you fight, you have a possibility and you can win um, if, if you fight and you, if you have uh, that kind of unity. Um, this was a battle which they won and the war continues. It was an unbelievable victory in, in West Virginia. They won a 5% raise for themselves, um, as well as a 5% raise for all uh, state uh, public workers. They uh, won uh, a freeze on their health insurance uh, pay payment that they have to pay into it, as well as a task force being set up in order to deal with um, how is that actually going to be resolved in, in the future. I'll get into that in a second. Um, and then they also killed a whole bunch of other bills that were pretty reactionary education bills that were on the table. Bills like expanding charter schools, which are the uh, publicly funded private schools that um, have been part of undercutting public education in, um, in the United States. They killed a bill on, uh, on uh, tenure, uh, basically getting rid of tenure rights or uh, seniority rights um, of teachers and making it easier uh, to fire them. Um, and they killed a bill that would have cut massive amount of money out of the education system and out of the public schools. And so all of those um, happened while they were you know, in, this, in this struggle uh, for, uh, for, for their own raises and, and for, for health care. So the key things that they were fighting over were, were raises and, um, and, and health care. So in the United States, your health insurance is, is pegged to your employer, um, and the amount that people are having to pay in terms of co-pays and deductibles um, are really insane. So even though um, a lot of uh, workers might be getting uh, maybe a small uh, wage increase, often their take-home pay is less because of the amount that people have to pay uh, month in and month out um, to, for insurance. Um, and pay in, in, and this is different state to state and city to city, um, but in West Virginia's uh, case, and this is why they were all at the Capitol, um, is because the, uh, the pay and the benefits is all determined by the state legislature. And so all the teachers across West Virginia, they were all standing in solidarity with each other, not just in their own counties, because it was actually the lawmakers that were going to vote on their pay and their lawmakers to determine how much they had to pay in and what the structure of, uh, of, of their health insurance was. So the employer pays some, some into the health insurance and then the employee pays in um, as well. And then the state has to fund that in terms of what 
what the employer is paying in. And so West Virginia does not have the money right now in order to continue to pay into the health insurance that they've promised their workers. So this is the crisis that the teachers in West Virginia were taking aim at um, and organizing against. And so that was the main, the main thing. That's why they were going to the state house. That's why it had to be the entire um, state of, of West Virginia. And then also the health plan, just so folks know, and this is one of the reasons why the pay raise for all state workers was so important, was because it wasn't just the teachers um, and, serve, and school service personnel's um, health care plan. It was the state health care plan of all state workers. And so this is why that solidarity and that unity was so important uh, to forge from the beginning. So the timeline of the strike really quickly, um, just so you have a sense of sort of how quickly it escalated um, and how uh, quickly they were able to really um, take advantage of a moment where people were ready, uh, I think, ready to fight. And just sort of the, the depths of not only uh, desperation but also fury and anger uh, that was that was uh, evident amongst the teachers so this infamous Facebook page which I'm sure everyone <laughs> knows all about that was set up to that really helped unify teachers was, was set up um, in fall um, 2017 by Jay O'Neill and, and Emily Comer and the whole idea was to sort of bring together teachers who were in the different unions and so um, West Virginia is a right-to-work state. Uh, right-to-work is a reactionary set of uh, anti-union laws where collective bargaining is illegal. Uh, unions, um, there's no such thing as a closed shop union. So if you're working in a school, there could be two other unions in that school um, with you. Um, so there isn't collective bargaining. You also, there's no agency fees or fees that non union members have to pay to a union if there is a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, oh, and it's illegal to strike. And so the whole concept of this Facebook page was to sort of bring together people from other unions who weren't necessarily talking to each other um, about what was happening in their schools. So in November, there was a budget hearing um, and in the in the town hall um, and or in the um, in the state house that was sort of showing out how bleak the future looked for the funding of, of public education and in particular um, the health insurance for, for these teachers. And across West Virginia in all the different counties there were these town hall meetings that were organized by sort of local reps about this health care um, uh, uh, insurance situation and some of the changes that were coming down the road that were being announced were things like moving um, your health insurance to being not just um, based on your own income but on your family income therefore um, increasing uh, your sort of the, the level um, of, the, of the pay that you're that you that it would be uh, based upon, meaning that you would have to pay more of a premium if you earned more money. So going from individual to family was a, a huge uh, uh, way to make working class people pay, pay more. Um, additionally, um, there was a well-being monitor. So basically you had to log in and, and talk about like how healthy you're being. So like you would get points for like exercising or like doing mindfulness or like or like reading an article or like a healthy recipe and then <laughs> and you would like log it in and you had to do like a certain number of points a week 
but then they also penalized you if you had unhealthy behavior, and unhealthy behavior was like, did you smoke, did you not exercise, you know, do you like sugar, you know, those types of things. And so it's like it took all this time uh, to do, but then also it's penalizing people um, and, and forcing people um, to pay more for their health insurance based on their health. That was one of those things that people were just like, it's an invasion of my privacy. This is unnecessary like why are you making us do in this sort of sense of like we have more dignity than this and I think that's a, a, an important um, spark that was part of us. Additionally the Republican legislature removed a 2% pay, pay raise that was in an education bill um, the previous year um, and so then on Martin Luther King Day which is in January there was a rally at the State House and, and there was like 150 people there not a ton of teachers there um, but at the State House um, they were learning more and more about what these cuts to their healthcare was going to actually look like. And so one of the teachers who went there actually made a video of people need to know like what's happening. So I'm going to explain it and made this video. And that video went viral um, using this Facebook page um, across West Virginia teachers. Um, and so more and more people actually knew what was happening. And so this Facebook page was really an organizing tool telling people to go out and learn more and more about what was happening um, and to go and you know, bother your st your local um, uh, legislature, uh, le legislators, in order to make them uh, make some change. You're listening to Stick Together Union News and Workers Stories. We are listening to Becca Bohr, who is talking about the recent victorious West Virginian teacher strike in America. Becca Bohr was a shop steward and participant in the Chicago teacher strike in 2012. This strike was a foundation for what has become the victorious 2018 West Virginia teachers' strike. With an understanding of what was at stake for the West Virginian teachers, Becker outlines what happened in West Virginia. After that, people started doing information sessions, um, like really small, like in school-based and then um, in, in, in their counties. Um, and an important turning point was there was a meeting that was organized in Mingo County, um, which is a history of... It's where um, the Matewan was and uh, the Battle of Blair Mountain. There's a long history of, of uh, Union militancy there in the coal fields. Um, and in Mingo County, there was a meeting where they were talking about, so what do we do? How do we actually escalate um, this? And they started talking about a blue flu or a stick-out day um, or fed-up Friday. So they're all different names, different counties used for a sick-in. So all the uh, workers would, would uh, be sick at the same time. Um, and the, at this meeting, the legislature legislators were there, the unions were there, Both or all three unions uh, rep, rep, reps were there, um, teachers were there, it was a packed out meeting, and this is when they started saying, well listen, like, we're going to have to up the ante somehow, the sick out, sick out's a great idea, we'll do that, um, and a woman got up and said, um, you know, let's be honest, we're going to need to strike. I struck in 1990, which was the last time that West Virginia uh, went on strike. Um, and what's really important to, to know is that a sick out's all well and good, but we're not going to get what we want through a sick out. And everyone was sort of like, oh, okay, we're serious now. Like, we're actually talking about an illegal strike. We're actually talking about, and the whole question was, can we actually get the support? And so these types of messages were going back through um, the, Facebook, the, uh, the Facebook page and all of that. And so Mingo County, as well as uh, three other counties, went out um, for their sick-in on the 2nd of February, and they all went to the Capitol. 
And they were like, we're going to go to the capital and we're going to stay there. We're going to make as much noise as possible to try to get others um, on board. Um, and so they went there and they had a protest. The whole, the whole, um, the, the whole state was, was looking at them um, and, and saying, okay, like if they're going out, who, who, who are the next people? And so a few weeks later, seven more counties went out, uh, a second, again, up to the capital. And what was important in this, is this time is one of the counties that went out, which really felt like it was a turning the tide uh, type moment, is one of the counties that went out was a county that didn't go out in 1990 in the last strike. And so I think that there was a sense after that, like, well, if they're willing to go out, and this is like, that's it, like, we really, we have this state, so this feeling of, of, of solidarity. Um, and so they started going back to their schools and they started saying, right, we, we have to have union meetings. At, union meeting is the wrong word. School-based meetings, because half, if not more, of the teachers are not unionized. So school-based meetings of all people who work in the schools to determine whether or not we're ready for a strike. And so sort of school after school, county after county sort of came back and said, we're right, we're balloting, we're, we're ready for a strike, this is, we're going to actually do it. Um, and so on the 2nd and 3rd of February was the um, official walkout that was planned uh, by the unions. They went on strike um, uh, and it was glorious. They had shifts going down to the Capitol, um, and they um, uh, picketed their own areas and, and, and all of that as well. Um, they, they then were offered a deal on the 27th on, on Tuesday night, um, a deal that the, the unions and the governor uh, came up with for a 5% raise um, for the teachers, a 3% raise for the rest of state workers, and this task force that was going to look at what to do with this health, health insurance. And um, I just want to read, so they had this press conference where they announced that, and then they, um, <clears throat> then the, the union leaders came out to address all of the, um, all of the, 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 the teachers and the, and the school service personnel and everyone who is out there um, at, the at the Capitol. And Jay O'Neill, who's a, a teacher um, from Charleston, he explained, um, I'm just going to read the quote. 15 minutes after the press conference, union leaders came out and addressed the crowd. The basic problem was that they presented this deal as a victory. They told us we'd be out on strike one more day and then return to school on Thursday. We were up in arms, really frustrated. Of course, a 5% raise is great, and we've been, but what we've really been fighting for in this struggle is about the health care. This has been a huge issue, causing problems for years. They've been cutting our health insurance over and over, making it really expensive to survive. So when it was announced that all we got on it was a task force, we were extremely upset. Teachers in the crowd started interrupting and yelling, we're not going back for that. Everyone... Everyone started chanting, we are the union bosses. We are the union bosses. <laughs> and back to the table, renegotiate. Strikers had the sense of power, and we don't want to back down. We weren't satisfied, and again, this is because of health insurance. People are nervous and rightly cynical that the state government doesn't actually have any intention to fix this, and a lot of teachers are now waking up. And so that sense of, like, we're the union, we're powerful, we have this unity, we're not backing down yet, and this is our demand and you need to deal with it, I think um, really f fired them up. So they had a cooling off period that, so this deal was made, cooling off period, which is a day in which people cool off, I guess, <laughs> get less angry. Um, 
and then and then go back into work. So the cooling off day. Um, all of the union, or all of the sort of teacher leaders went back to the to the, to the staff at their school and were like, "What do you guys want to do?" And people were like, "We're not doing it. We're not doing it." And so slowly, school by school, county by county, reports came back in saying, "No, we reject the steal. We're staying out." And so at that moment, it became in a. Uh, an even more illegal strike, a wildcat strike, because it went against um, sort of what the union leadership was, was putting out there. And so then they basically said, we're not leaving until we actually see the legislature um, sign the bill that gives us those raises um, and all of that. And so that sort of came up for the next um, few days and, and where they won um, those sort of remarkable things um, uh, just two days later. And so I think that that's... Um, like so epic and exciting it's like that never happens that people like reject what the union comes through and in all of that um, and I think that some of the stories that we heard about how that was sort of built up um, really speaks to why they had the confidence to reject that deal so part of it was that there were people there who were part of the 1990s strike and they wanted so badly to win so much more than they had won one then another feeling of this like actual unity was not just just these teachers, but you know the bus drivers and the cafeteria workers and all those other um, folks were on strike as well. And particularly, um, like the bus drivers, there's um, a story where someone in, in a teacher was like, "I don't know. Like I think people might show up for school tomorrow. Like I think we should go in. Like all this. This was before the strike." And the bus driver was like, "Dude, like we're not driving anyone to school. It's closed. Like don't worry." Um, and so this idea of like we were actually all in this. Um, uh, um, in this together. You're listening to Stick Together, Union News, Workers' Stories and Social Justice Issues. We are listening to Becca Bohr, a former shop steward from the Chicago Teachers Union, a union that took action in 2012. Today she is talking about the recent victorious West Virginia teachers' strike, held in America, of course, the home of neoliberal policies that are affecting Australian workers. Now. And I don't know if folks have seen the um, the panel that um, the ISO in the U.S. and, and Jacobin put on um, of strikers from West Virginia, but it's worth looking up. And one thing I was really struck at is how similar the stories were to the types of ways that we built unity um, in Chicago and the types of things that we did in order to build unity in our schools, to build solidarity with our, t- with our uh, students and parents and community members and the way that we were able um, to, to, to build a fight that wasn't just about us, but it was about the class in general. Um, and some of the things that really struck with me, so that story about the bus driver, um, in Chicago we had, um, we did mock strike votes before we had our official strike vote to make sure that we would get a, a, enough votes to, to go on strike. And I remember as um, standing there at the table and having this mock, and the entire cafeteria staff came to sign the, the strike vote. And they're not in the union. They're in a completely different union that didn't, that wasn't the CTU and wasn't on strike. But they were like, we just want you to know that we'll all support you. We're so excited about this strike that we're, we want to, we actually would like to vote for you so that you can go out on strike. And that sense of solidarity amongst, amongst different, um, different workers. And so one of the ways that they built up the solidarity um, between students, parents, and workers is one thing that they did um, 
sort of early on was they had walk-ins before school. We did this in Chicago as well, where you would have basically a rally information session in the parking lot before you would go into school. So you weren't breaking any union rules, you didn't disrupt school at all, but it was to begin to, to, to raise awareness about what it was that you were actually fighting for, what were your demands, and how you saw this as a broader, uh, a broader struggle. Additionally, wearing reds, we had for, must have been a year before the strike in Chicago, we would have wear red Fridays, we all would wear red, and I remember being so, being very afraid of my school, uh, in particular at the time we had, um, there was some uh, targeting of the previous union delegate, um, and so like we would wear like red shirts, but like like I'm, I'm originally from Boston, so Boston Red Sox fan, and so I would wear like a Boston Red Sox red shirt, like not a union red shirt, um, just to sort of feel like you had a little bit of cover, um, just in case someone was asking why you were wearing red. Um, so there was sort of that like slowly, slowly building solidarity up until the point where every single person was wearing red, but you'd have everyone who wore red take pictures, and this was happening in West Virginia as well. As well. And there's one story about a school in West Virginia where everyone was wearing red, but they were wearing um, United Mine Workers, union uh, t-shirts. So they were linking very explicitly to the other struggles that um, had come before um, in, in West Virginia. Um, additionally, in terms of building solidarity, um, one of the big things is that school provides uh, free lunches for students. And so one of the um, uh, things that the teachers in West Virginia did is they ha they said right if we're going to close school our students still need to get fed so how are we in such an indictment of U.S. society that this is how people get get their food but it also shows how much you know obviously the teachers cared about the the welfare of the families and the students that uh, that they touched and so in different uh, counties they did different things in some counties they packed school like backpacks of food um, and sent them home with the kids other counties actually when they were out on strike they made lunches there and just kids came and got. Um, fed and sort of livened it all up. Um, in other in other counties, they worked with um, um, churches and other like um, volunteer organizations to make sure that people um, got fed. And I think that when this was such an such an explicit plan of of saying, "Let's like we're all in this together, and we care so much about people getting fed." People um, in West Virginia started saying, "Wait, these teachers are really fighting for us." That's it for stick together. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Becca Bohr for being part of the program. Becca was a special overseas guest for the recent Marxist Conference 2018. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 0394198377 and leaving us a message. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Until next time, stick together. We'll go out with a track specially created by Paul Whiteley in support of the striking teachers in Kentucky. These teachers are on strike at the moment and they took their action in response to the victory in West Virginia.
inside her classroom. See Dick grade till late at night. See them walk out of their workplace to protect theirs by right. We don't walk without good reason. We don't lightly go on strike. But you have left us no other option. We won't go down without a fight. It's the kids that keep us going. They're the reason we do what we do. Our work will shape this nation's future. So our fight is for them too. Education pays, they say in Frankfurt. Education helps you move ahead. Unless you work in education, then you move backwards instead. And we don't walk without good reason. We don't lightly go on strike, but you have left us no other option. We won't go down without a fight. Just the part that we have earned. Bevan's the one who needs some schooling. Seems there's some things he never learned. And so we're walking for our future. But we have bills and lives to plan. So take a new look at your budget. Thank you, teacher, that you can. We don't walk without good reason. We don't lightly go on strike. But you have left us no other option. Won't go down without a fight. No, we won't go down without a fight. Solidarity.